We have now entered America's critical year, and I think I'm really excited about that because this is a year that, one way or another, is going to decide likely our fate, our future as a nation. And by that, I mean that the polarity of ideologies in politics right now continues to disband. Our American brotherhood, and that should bother every good American because more than anything, we need to be a united nation. It's in our very name, the United States of America, and frankly, we haven't been united for a long time. But we were united, at least as a nation, in the past. See, on the one hand, we're witnessing this. Proactive, unhindered takedown of America by bad government actors who now permeate every single branch of government and every agency. On the other hand, we find a group of protesters who hate what's going on in our nation, and let me tell you, I am among them. We hate what's going on, what's happening in our nation, in our cities, in our schools. Our churches, our banks, our military, and just about every other institution you can think of in America. I mean, even the Boy Scouts of America and the Girl Scouts of America are no longer what they used to be. They have become perverted. They have become tainted in every way. And what does that mean? Well, like it or not, we are a nation at war. What kind of a war? Well, I would not say it is a civil war. We are still, for the most part, civil toward one another as a nation. If you can exclude the rising violence that we are seeing across our country, but make no mistake about it, we most certainly are a nation under duress right now. We are distressed by the attacks on us that are occurring every day, and. We might as well admit it and acknowledge it. A revolution has already begun. Now the questions on everyone's mind are: How do we fight this revolution? And specifically, everybody should be asking: How do we win? That's what's important. You're listening to Unity Without Compromise. I'm Dr. Steve Latulip. We are on America Out Loud Talk Radio, a group of patriots that simply aims to regain our liberty in America, to restore our justice to all and for all. And the only way we're going to do that is to become once again one nation under God. Recently, Ben Bergwam, I thought, really portrays. How we are fighting this war and what's going on down at the border. Now, any of you who know Ben Bergquam, he's been reporting on all kinds of things going on at the southern border, and they are not encouraging at all. Illegal aliens, many of them, most of them, by far, military-aged young men, are just completely invading our country. And Ben Bergquam is down there videotaping this invasion, and he is showing us how blatantly these people are disregarding 
our laws because our government leadership, that is our politicians from the top down, are totally, totally disavowing our own laws and our own constitution. Now, when Ben Bergquam is filming this, he actually... He, he is demonstrating the frustration. You can see it on the faces of the Border Patrol guys that are dealing with all this crap down there. And they are utterly disgusted by it, but <clears throat> they've been told to stand down. And they have no other option but to stand down or they're going to find themselves in prison just like the January 6th Patriots, right, who were just thrown in prison um, for no good reason. But the bottom line is, even these Border Patrol guys are still complying with the domestic enemy. They are facilitating the entry of all of these illegals. They somehow feel like, oh, my hands are tied. I can't do a thing about it. But I sure can still complain. I can just complain, complain, complain all the while, all the while we continue to facilitate the enemy within our own boundaries of this nation. And that disturbs me greatly. You can just picture these guys down there at the border. Look at this. It's disgusting. How can Biden do this? Sell out our country? Well, listen to those questions, because I will tell you that they are rhetorical questions. In other words, they are meaningless questions. We know the answer how they can do it. We know the answer to the question, how can they do it? Although, let's face it, me too. We've probably all asked that same question. How can they do all these crazy things to destroy our country? But you know, the real question that we ought to be asking ourselves is how in the world do we stop this coup from proceeding any further? How do we alter the course of what is happening to us because our own government is taking us down? How do we stop the invasion at the southern border? And ultimately, when we recognize that we are at war, specifically that our own government has declared war against we, the people of the United States of America. We have to come to our senses, come to our right mind and ask the question of all questions. How shall we fight this revolution against a powerful rogue government and win the revolution? Because that's what I aim to do as an individual American citizen, a Christian, a patriot, a veteran of the United States military, I have to ask, what is my role in fighting this revolution? Now, I'll be the first to admit I don't have all the answers. Nobody has all the answers. There are too many contingencies to have all the answers. We are not divine. We cannot prognosticate with 100% accuracy. But I'll tell you this, I don't like what I'm hearing from a lot of conservatives because we seem to me 
this is just me talking here. We seem not to be willing to face the enemy head on and stop them from doing their evil. And listen, I get it. I know what you're saying to me. Well, well, yeah, how do we do that? I mean, what do you suggest we do? Do we just take up arms and start firing? Do we start shooting at them? What do we do? How do we stop them? And I get that. <clears throat> but to answer that question, I think we have to take a look at how we are fighting versus how they are fighting. And so let's just take a few small minutes and do that. Look at how we fight. Well, number one, I would have to say that we're doing it right in some ways because we are fighting with words. Of course, we are fighting for the ability to speak our words freely because free speech has been attacked in a huge, huge way. We are fighting social media, legacy media in a way that we've never had to fight before. And why is that fight so powerful? Well, because words are very powerful. Words are a very effective weapon. And so I'm not putting down a speaking words like I'm doing to you right now, right? I don't want to declare myself a hypocrite. I'm doing this because I am trying to persuade people to understand how we actually can win this revolution. Words are extremely powerful, and that is why censorship is so destructive, and that's exactly why we are being censored. Now, fortunately, we are fighting it. We have people who are fighting it with us, including even Elon Musk in his own way. He is still an unknown, but he seems to be gradually stepping to the right, and I'm very pleased to see that. This man, I hope, is searching for the Lord. I hope he is searching for truth. And there's only one place to find truth and morality and goodness. We have to have that standard. So we're fighting with words, I think, in a pretty powerful way. We've got a lot of people who are exposing evil. We have an awful lot of people on our side who are bringing to the light, the evils that are ever before us. And we are saying, look, we've got to stop this. And some people have gone so far as to try and stop it in a real, meaningful, concrete way. And we saw that on January 6th of 2021. Now, that means that people are protesting. And I think that protesting is also extremely powerful. It's a good thing. It's something we need to do more of. But look at what happened with the January 6th scenario. It really didn't work out so well, did it? Okay, because they knew we were coming and they set us up. And that's going to play out and prove out to be true in history. This uh, what they are calling an insurrection. This was a fake insurrection planned by Nancy Pelosi and her crew, including the entire FBI squad that was there, along with the Capitol Police. But some of those FBI agents and some of those Capitol Police probably still have a conscience, and it is gnawing at them. It's gnawing at them. That police officer, Bird, who killed... A, a veteran, an Air Force veteran that day who was unarmed, I, 
I have to wonder, is his conscience getting to him? Because he is a murderer. What he did, however he tries to justify it, this man still has to go to bed at night knowing that he took the life of a young woman who served her country faithfully. And he has to live with that for the rest of his life. Now, I'm still hoping that Lieutenant Byrd is brought to justice because what he did was criminal. He acted irresponsibly. He acted aggressively where aggression was unnecessary. And he did something that cannot be excused in a court of law. But we have a problem, don't we? Because our courts are as compromised as everybody else. But anyway, we are protesting. And the point that I'm making is that protesting is necessary. It can be extremely effective. And even the effects of January 6, 2021 is still playing out. And I think it's going to favor the conservatives, the people who love the Constitution, who love their country, who love their God, and who love also their fellow Americans. So protesting is good. So we are fighting by our words. We are fighting through protests, some of us. We are trying to fight these things in court. Now, recently, I discovered through what I'll consider to be a derelict attorney who was working for me, supposedly, he just happened to forget to tell me that my case against the Oregon Medical Board, I had filed an appeal back on June 24th uh, of last year. And so it had been over six months, and I still had not heard anything from my attorney or from the court of law in the Oregon Supreme Court, the state Supreme Court. So I said, hey, what's going on? Finally, I think just toward the end of the year, uh, like December 29th or something like that, my attorney says, ooh, egg on my face. Sorry about that. I forgot to tell you that on September 15th, the Supreme Court of Oregon denied my appeal. Huh. Okay, almost four months later. Thank you very much. Obviously, this case of mine was no priority whatsoever to my attorney. And I'm disgusted by that. I'm angry by that. And I plan to appeal to the federal court system. I would love to get my case to the, the U.S. Supreme Court, because we doctors who spoke out and did the right thing by staying faithful to our oath, we have paid one hell of a price. The Oregon Medical Board destroyed me because they said I didn't follow the mandates of Kate Brown, who supposedly was, uh, was qualified to tell me how to practice medicine. And every one of my COVID patients were treated 100% recovered. None of them went to the ER. None of them admitted to the hospital. None of them died. They all got better. And that was the evil I did. And they destroyed me for doing that. Okay. So we can fight in court, but... I don't have a lot of confidence in the court system because they are so corrupt. And we are seeing that in the Supreme Court in Colorado. We are seeing that uh, play out now in Maine with President Trump. And um, so, you know, we've got this real fickle court system. You never know who you're going to get to defend your case. And the bottom line is many of these courts in the blue states are completely bought off by big pharma, by whomever. They have sold their souls. And so how much confidence can we have in the court system? And okay, let's say we do make it to the U.S. Supreme Court. 
Well, you know what? Clarence Thomas is getting older. Now, I trust this guy. I think he's got a great record. But let me ask you this. Do you trust Sam Alito, Neil Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh, Amy Coney Barrett, John Roberts? The, these are the conservatives. And let's not even mention Sotomayor. Sonia Sotomayor is a flaming liberal. Elena Kagan, Kajanji Brown-Jackson. you got to be kidding me. These people are completely compromised. They are corrupt justices of the Supreme Court. We are in trouble in the court system. So this is how we've been fighting the fight, though, with words, by protests, in court, and we are taking a beating. We are taking one hell of a beating. And I'm really frustrated by that but I will not give up fighting in those ways. Now, a lot of people really think that we are going to win this revolution in the ballot box. And, you know, I'm still undecided about that. I hope so. The big question is, will we have any semblance of a fair election this November of 2024? That's the big question, because that is going to decide who wins. If we have a fair election, Donald Trump will be the next president of the United States of America. And personally, on a positive note, I want to be an optimist here. I think strongly that that is going to happen. And I'm very excited about that. So can we win this war at the ballot box? I hope so. But let's think this through, okay? Analyze the situation here. Let's say that we do have enough of a fair election. In other words, they haven't completely stolen the election like they did in 2020 and 2022. Let's say we do win. We do have a fair enough election that Trump is elected president of the United States. What's going to happen? Or turn it around. Let's say we don't have a fair election and they steal another election and Joe Biden, the puppet who is getting ever more demented, can't carry two words to a tune. Uh, what's, what's to say what's going to happen if he does get elected president? Well, either way, what do you think is going to happen? Well, if the communist party steals the election, communism is going to prevail. Then what? Then what do all the veterans, all the patriots of America do? Will we take up arms against the communist governments that we have always done in the past because it's our own government? I don't know. But see, that's what we are faced. But what's going to happen if Trump wins, if he prevails and becomes the president of the United States of America at the end of this year, and I believe he will, then what happens? Well, you can expect a lot of violent riots. Now, the left to call them peaceful protests again. But cities will burn. People will be killed. Innocent people will be shot. Anyone who tries to defend their own personal property or even their lives are at great risk of being killed themselves, losing their lives. It is a scary situation. There will be lawfare. There will be insurrection. And so what I'm saying is, Either way, it is not going to be pretty. This is what we are facing at the end of this year. And uh, that's not real encouraging, but maybe it is. <clears throat> but anyway, that is how we fight with words, by protesting, 
by taking things to court in a court of law, trying to follow the law and depend on justice to be done when the entire system is corrupt. Or we can do it through the ballot box. That's what we are trying to do because we are upright citizens, because we believe in law and order. So this is how we fight, and we have to take a hard look at that. We fight only with words, only with words. We cling to the First Amendment, and that's it. Now, I think that's strong, and I think that's good. But look at how much we downplay the Second Amendment. You know, we say, well, these are different times. Don't talk about the Second Amendment because it just wouldn't work, right? New rules of war are in play right now. We have cyber warfare. We have artificial intelligence. We have social media. We have the mainstream legacy versus the independent media. Those are words, right? And so we're never going to be called upon to take up arms. <clears throat> well, I hope not. I really hope not. But let's take a look at how the enemy, and I'm talking about the domestic enemy, our own government, let's look at how they fight. How are they attacking us? It's not just with words, because very first of all, we have to recognize that they ignore us to the full extent possible. They don't want to hear our words, and it doesn't matter what we say, because they proceed with action. How do they do that? Well, they poisoned us with the bioweapons. This whole COVID pandemic was man-made. The virus was man-made in the Wuhan lab. It was started in the U.S., and then they were called out for breaking the law on bioweapons. So they said, let's send it to China. China says, fine. But we funded it here in America. And they produced the bioweapon shot there. The shot that was supposedly the cure for the virus. Oh, no, 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 no. The real science is coming out. The best science shows us this was a bioweapon. It still is a bioweapon. If you're taking one of these the booster shots, the COVID shots, or even flu vaccine, you're insane. You're nuts. You're just plain crazy. Okay, you're taking your life in your hands. And if you're doing that to your children, I would call you a child abuser to your face. That's how strongly I feel about it. Because that's what the science shows. They are destroying our environment, our food supply. Look at what Bill Gates is doing. Everything Bill Gates wants to do destroys the environment. While they claim, oh, you know, we're trying to preserve the planet. That's a hunk of BS. That's just a lie. They are trying to taint our food supply, poison us in every way possible. If you're raising your own garden and your own meat's homegrown, good for you because, you know, that's probably going to be the only way you're going to protect yourself if they continue the way they're going. They are removing our history. They are opening our borders. They are doing everything they can to facilitate this invasion that is going absolutely crazy right now with military-aged men from enemy territories. That should really concern you. They are abusing our children in every way, with indoctrination, sexual perversion in the schools, even in kindergarten. They are trying to destroy the hope and break the spirit of our own little children. We have seen the mutiny of medicine in exchange for a Nazi-style medicine. I cannot be a part of that system as a medical doctor. I have to fight that 
because I want to forever stay uh, faithful to my oath as a medical doctor. And you know what they've done in our economy. It's going to get a lot worse this year. Food prices continue to soar. They're going to go up a lot higher. And so is a lot of other costs uh, for things in, that we need for daily living. They will continue to deprive us of our own natural resources, which we have in abundance. They will continue to emasculate our military. They will fund our enemies as they are still doing, right? Sending money to Ukraine, uh, funding China throughout the whole process. This is just a money laundering uh, fake war, a proxy war that is forwarding their agenda and that of the globalists, at least to the extent that they are able. And they are trying their best to abolish law and order everywhere. Crime is rising everywhere. Right here where I live in Arizona, I even see the average daily American citizen here in Arizona breaking the laws all the time with traffic. They don't stop at stop signs. They go drive right through red lights like crazy. It's getting worse and worse because they're saying, look, our government doesn't, they're not hold, held accountable for uh, the law. Um Police can't keep up with it all. Police officers, they've been defunded to a large extent. They can't stop everybody. And so everybody's knowing that they can get away with things and they're doing it. Laws are being ignored. They have rendered our churches impotent. Ever since the shutdown, many churches have closed. Doctrine, biblical doctrine is so weak right now. People are illiterate when it comes to the Bible. And those who might know the Bible live in fear and don't want to hold anybody to a standard because you'll pay a price for it. And always the left, the domestic enemy is planning their next move right now. Their ultimate plan is to steal the next election. They are planning right now to generate another man-made pandemic and try to release it at just the right time. <clears throat> and it's all going to be fabricated. But it's going to try, they're going to try to keep the people living in fear. And we have to recognize that. So what's next? Well, use your imagination. Use your imagination. But do we have any say whatsoever in what's next? Well, yes, we do. But let's recognize it. We are fighting with words. The enemy attacking us is fighting us with all kinds of action. They are destroying us, literally killing us, depriving us of essentials for daily living, removing our freedoms to the full extent possible, taking away our votes so that we don't have a say, meaning we are no longer a free republic. Yes, we do have a say in what's next. But we've got to figure it out. Must we plan for it? How are we going to respond? Are we going to just keep on reacting with words only? Because so far it's not getting it. It's just not getting it. So we really need to ask the question, how are we going to Strengthen our emasculated military. How are we going to stop our government from funding 
our most avowed enemies, our most dangerous enemies. How are we going to bring back law and order? How are we going to make America a Christian nation again? That's crucial. That is absolutely essential to bringing back a free America. If you still disagree with that, I feel really sorry for you because it really dims the light of hope for a free America once again. We have to come to terms with who we are, who we may maybe have become, and what we are going to do to change our lives so that we can turn this whole fiasco around. We are being invaded. We are being brought to our knees because of our inaction. What am I suggesting? I'll tell you after a short pause. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. The buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us. 
the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. And I am back. This is Unity Without Compromise on America Out Loud Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Steve LaTulip. Remember, please, that my program airs at 5 p.m. Eastern time on the weekends, Saturday and Sunday. I would strongly encourage you to go to AmericaOutloud.news. You can access all of my podcasts, all of my articles at that new website that is just impressive. Uh, it's much more usable, user-friendly, and uh, we've got some fantastic authors uh, of great articles. We've got some great speakers, and we are moving forward in this year of 2024 to win back our nation. I'll just say it plain and simple. We want to speak the truth boldly. We want to motivate you and everyone that you come into contact with to join the fight to save our great nation, the United States of America where you will get the unadulterated truth, the uncensored opinions, and the advice and encouragement to do all that we can to awaken the world to the reality of global and domestic tyranny that we now face in our own country. We are in a war to save America, and your country needs you to win this revolution. And my topic today is this, how shall we fight this revolution and fight it in such a way that we win? That's what I want to get to. So I have discussed how we fight versus how they fight today so far. And we fight with words primarily. We protest, we shout, we scream, we complain, we try to go to court and we are still hoping for a fair election where we can win through the ballot box. Now, that's a great big question mark. Everybody has doubts about the 2024 election, fearing that it might be stolen again, fearing that Trump won't get in or whatever your candidate is. What we want is a people's vote, an honest vote. Will that happen? We don't know. I personally feel that we've got a real good chance for it, but what if all goes to hell and it doesn't? We have to be prepared for that. We have fought with words. They have fought with actions, and they are literally killing us. We have made maybe a little progress, but can we really claim any great gains in fighting this war so far? I mean, have we stopped, for example, election fraud? Have we closed the border? Have we restored a toxic masculinity that is so essential to our military? Are our children now safe in public schools? You see what I'm getting at? Have we improved our economy? Have we strengthened our foreign relations? The answer to every one of those questions is obvious. No, we haven't. We have really made no progress. We have literally, literally not yet begun to fight except by words. Now, words can be very powerful, but sometimes words are very cheap as well. And they are cheap 
when we don't act upon our words. What does the evidence tell us? Are our words changing anything? Are we reaching people so that things change? Well, let's cut to the chase. Do we now have a Second Amendment scenario in America? My answer is plain and very straightforward. We most certainly do. Which of our nation's founders would say otherwise, that we don't have a Second Amendment scenario? And yet for all of our hullabaloo about being so-called pro-Second Amendment, all I hear about is how impractical, how useless, how outdated, and how impossible it is to implement the Second Amendment. So what's the purpose of it then? And what shall we do? Shall we surrender our arms? Is gun control going to win in the end? Now, some of you are, pro are asking yourself right now, are you talking about taking up arms? No, I'm not talking about that right now. But I am talking about the Second Amendment, which is a discussion about taking up arms against a rogue government. Let me ask you this. Is it at, is it at all possible, I mean, even remotely possible, for any one of us to have a discussion about the Second Amendment without using the words hunting, and self-defense? I don't think I've ever heard one. And the reason is that we are afraid to get right to the point. The Second Amendment was written so that if our government goes rogue and starts terrorizing us, then we take them on with guns and shoot them in the head, shoot them in the heart, take them out. That was the purpose of the Second Amendment. Okay, it wasn't about hunting. It wasn't about self-defense in the home. I'm, I'm all for that. I am all for that. But the Second Amendment had a purpose. And I have done a show on this before where I pointed out in detail how the Second Amendment still serves us today. And I would encourage you to check that out sometime. But when people say, I just don't think we could ever take up arms against our own government, because it's just impossible. We can't do it, or whatever they say, right? You hear the 50 excuses. Well, I think those are absolutely foolish words, and I don't agree with it, because it completely negates the power of the Second Amendment. Now, think it through. Might you ever need to take up arms? Well, what about those 87,000 armed IRS agents that the House Speaker, both of them, said uh, would make go away. They were going to make them go away, right? Are they gone? No, they're still there. Can you say harassment with guns? Because what do you think the armed IRS is going to do to us? We need to think it through. What about this weaponized, politicized FBI? that now routinely swats conservatives who are their political opponents. If, quote, Biden wins again, do you think that FBI is going to stop their Gestapo-like behaviors? No, they're not. They're going to get more powerful. And guess who they're coming after with their guns? And so the reality of the Second Amendment 
takes on new light. Don't think that these are so different times that it has no meaning to have a Second Amendment in our Constitution. Let me take it a little further. Do you have any concerns at all for the millions of military-aged criminals, illegals, who are now invading our border by the thousands each day? Do you think that the government might have a purpose for those enemy combatants invading our nation at the bidding of our own enemy government? How do you think they're going to use them? Where are they going from here? Do you know how they're being processed and where they're going, what they are doing? Do you think that they have access to weapons that they just might plan to use against us American citizens if we call them out on it? Well, if you haven't thought about that stuff, maybe you ought to think about it because you're being a little naive. We should not be talking down the Second Amendment. Not now, not ever. We are very short-sighted if we do that. And especially when we have an unelected president who threatens the people with F-15s, remember, if we want to challenge him. He said you're going to need a lot more than AR-15s to take, take on your government with F-15s. This is a direct threat to the people. This is an attack against our Constitution by a so-called president of the United States who was an absolute imposter and fraud. The election was stolen. Biden is not of his right mind. Probably Obama is making all the decisions for him, of course, with full support of all the globalists, of all the, the billionaire moguls and whoever else is involved. But the point is, when a puppet regime is in power, you don't talk about abolishing a Second Amendment. You don't dilute it. You don't talk it down. Especially when the FBI the DHS, the CIA are politicized anti-constitutionalists. I'm not saying I want to violently overthrow our government, but what I am saying is that our government is in the very act of violently overthrowing us. And we had better wake up to that reality. Physical violence is coming to this country. I mean, it's already here, right? We see the mass shootings at schools. Much evidence has been brought forth to show that the CIA is involved in these events. They are using these crazies to do these things to try to get us to surrender our guns. We've seen assassinations of key witnesses and whistleblowers by the Clintons, by Obama, and who else? Remember that the inner city violence that took place in 2020, 2021, uh, that, you know, all that violence that raged in the COVID-19 aftermath when our government locked us down and stripped us of our freedoms. Remember that? How are you going to defend yourself if you have no weapons? Violence is already here, and there's a lot more on the way. Guaranteed. We'll see it at the end of this year absolutely guaranteed. Prepare yourself. How do we fight this revolution and win? Well, here's what's being done right now. And I would say that some of it is pretty encouraging. First of all, Donald Trump is running for president and he is the people's choice. Now he is far from being a perfect man, but he is the man for the job. 
And God is going to use him and is using him in a powerful way. And America knows that. They feel it now. Just look at Trump's rallies. The more that our government oppresses us, the more enticing a Trump presidency becomes because Donald Trump was for the American citizen. He was America first. Trump is going to clean up government and he's going to drain the swamp. He now knows how a government works. He knows the evil operations that take place behind closed doors, and he's not likely to make the same mistakes of trusting the enemy again, and I'm excited about that. We have to listen to what he is saying right now, because when Donald Trump says he's going to do something, he will follow through. Remember, promises made, promises kept. That is what we saw. That's not just a slogan of Donald Trump. That is what we saw. He says he will close the border. He will deport the illegal criminals who have come into our country. He will restore the economy. He will repair broken foreign relations. He will strengthen our military again, clean it up. And our enemies, China, in Russia, Iran, North Korea, the whole Palestinian gang, Hezbollah, will respect us again. Because if they don't, there will be a price to pay. They will not tread on us again anymore. Law and order will be restored and freedom shall return to America under a Trump presidency. I'm excited about that. There's an awful lot of lawfare going on. There's a lot of election interference, which is not just interference. It is the process, the action that they are taking to steal this election. They know it. We know it. They know we know it. This is what's happening. They're not even trying to hide it in the least way. And these criminal actors, whatever they may be, whoever they may be, attorneys, district attorneys, uh, secretaries of state, they're guilty of a crime of stealing our freedom. We have to acknowledge that and say, I want to do something about it. No, they will not keep Trump off the ballot. That, in my judgment, is absolutely going to take place. Trump will be on the ballot and he will be our next president. I believe that. Maine and Colorado are shill blue states that are making fools of themselves in their desperation to get rid of Donald Trump because they see the writing on the wall. And I understand their desperation. If I was in their camp, I'd be doing it too. But I'm not in their camp. I have not sold my soul. I will not. I will not reject the Constitution. I will defend it with everything in my core. I will defend the Constitution. What we have right now before us is a communist versus a free republic showdown and the commies are going to lose i'm determined i will be a part of that in every way possible whatever it takes there's some other exciting things going on in in certain areas that i think could be very critical we have uh and a push right now 
to establish a redeclaration of independence. You can go to redeclaration.com, re-declaration.com. This is a national signature campaign, okay? So in a sense, this is words, but it is a signature saying we avow to do a few things. We, the people, have had enough, and we citizens of these United States have become pawns in the Washington, D.C. empire scheme, much as the American colonies had become vassal states to the British Empire. This is what they are quoting on this website. What the redeclaration of independence is, is an official petitioning of the government for redress of grievances. This is the First Amendment in action. So we're still trying to abide by the laws of our land, the Constitution. The redeclaration of independence is a recommitment to the vows of liberty that our founders took 250 years ago. There are 12 tenets to this redeclaration of independence, 12 principles, and they are a reavowing of our loyalty to the founding principles of this nation. The goal for this endeavor is to get 10% of adult U.S. citizens to sign this petition and only support candidates for federal office who do so as well. This is a good idea. This is a calling out on the carpet like we have not yet seen. And I hope this is successful. I hope that you will be a part of it and encourage people to sign this redeclaration of independence. So go to redeclaration.com. Look it up, read it thoroughly, and if you agree with it, please, by all means, sign it and pass it off to as many people as you possibly can. Spread the word, do your part, is what I'm asking you to do. But this is encouraging because this is one of the great ways we are now fighting this revolution. Also, a third wave of action, there are 231 service members or veterans who recently pledged to hold military leaders accountable for the vaccine mandates. You know, the thing that got some great warriors thrown out of the military because they did not want to be become lab rats. They did not want to become the next victims of sudden death. And they, including myself, I signed this open letter, which was published on January 1st. It is directed to the American people, but it names specific senior military leaders who the signers claim enabled lawlessness and betrayed the Constitution, the Constitution which military men are supposed to defend, okay? And they include in these names who betrayed us, former and current Joint Chief of Staff, Service Academy Commandants, Service Inspectors General, and Service Surgeons General. The claim is that we will not stand idly by any longer as our military self-destructs. It is all about accountability. That's what this is about. Remember, the Clintons, the Obamas, Alejandro Mayorkas, Christopher Ray, Nancy Pelosi, General Milley, Silly Millie, I call them. They all belong in prison. 
at best, okay? They are traitors to their country and they have not been held accountable. No accountability. If we have no accountability, then how can we ever have justice? And if we cannot have justice, how are we ever to reform our country to bring back law and order? We can't. All we will face is more tyranny, more abuse, and more violence. And you'll see more of it this year. You will see more of it this year. But let's be encouraged because many others really are right now putting up a good fight. And we are winning patriots every day. Tucker Carlson has done a great job. We have a handful of lawmakers in Congress who are fighting to try and defend the Constitution. Now, I am still not so sure about our new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, who claims to be a strong Christian, devout Christian. He's had people vouch for him. Well, let me say that, again, actions speak louder than words. I'm not sure because what has he done? Mike, Mike Johnson passed another continuing resolution. He has agreed to fund Ukraine. He has funded abortion. He has funded transgender surgeries in the military. And he has released so far very minimal J6 footage. We want all of the footage released, Michael Johnson. Get with it. Be who you say you are. Mike Johnson has continued warrantless surveillance of Americans so that they can spy on American citizens and take down everyone who protests against a rogue government. Mike Johnson was okay with giving the FBI their $300 million for a new building. This is not good. It's a lot of compromise. It is disappointing. It seems like everybody goes into Chuck Schumer's office and they come out compromised. What is up with that? What goes on behind those closed doors? It's fair to say right now that all branches of our government are, are quite fairly compromised. We can't say nothing is being done, but how effective are we if we just continue to just talk? We can't. Without a regime change, it's a given. We cannot expect anything more than what we are seeing already in this country. And our country cannot withstand much more. Tucker Carlson points out, he says, they're destroying America for everyone, including themselves. And so where are they going to go? Where is their Zootopia, if you will, right? Even the beasts who are trying to take us down have to live somewhere. Which makes me think this goes way beyond just political power. There are forces of evil at work in the world beyond our comprehension. But God is also at work behind the scenes. And how will he intervene? That's what I'm interested about seeing. I, it, it depends on what our actions are and our words. That's my firm belief. And therefore, we should keep praying fervently. And I pray daily for this country. God does answer prayer. We should oppose evil by every means possible. And that will mean taking action. We should be taking action to stop the evil actions being levied against us. We need to get involved. We need to get loud and get serious about it. And by all means, by all means, never, never surrender our guns. The Second Amendment has likely already fended off 
much worse violent attacks that our government would gladly perpetrate against us if they didn't think, if, if they thought they could get away with it. But they know they can't get away with it because we are armed. We already have enabled them far too much. So don't lose hope and don't ever think for a second of surrendering your weapons. Stay armed. Keep praying. Get active. The bottom line is this. Evil cannot prevail when good people act. The power of words shouldn't be underestimated, and especially the power of God's words in Scripture. Free speech is essential to any free society, and the Bible is and should always be the standard that we must forever uphold. This is what gave us America. Freedom is a gift from God. But also remember that words are cheap if not acted upon. For this very reason, in the New Testament, the book of James, chapter 1, verse 22 says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. Words without action are absolutely useless. So please do what you can. The day of reckoning is here. It is now. 2024 is upon us. And my prayer is that God may empower us to do His will and live in peace across our land. You've been listening to Unity Without Compromise. I'm Dr. Steve LaTulip. Until next week, adieu.